ladies and gents, nice my favorite day of the week. S-H-I-T, so, so happy, happy it's Thursday. Thursday. Let's get this show on the road. One, two, three, boom. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. James, drop that heat one more time. Here we go. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't get followed us on all our social medias at business bros pod all right everybody we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the business bros pod today's guest is back for round two we had a chance to talk with this incredible guest last month and it turns out that one time on the business bros pod just wasn't enough for this warrior coach and dad check out episode 741 to hear our guest's incredible story or better yet recap recap Previously on Business, Business. Bros. Years ago, our guest was beaten down by fear, doubt, and self-sabotage, driven by a misplaced beliefs he inherited from his father. After surviving a suicide attempt, our guest discovered the secret that would change his life forever. Authenticity gave him freedom. Living his truth set him free. Since then, he's been sharing his knowledge empowering professional dads to face suppressed emotions, confront limiting beliefs, and battle self-denial in order to embrace life to the fullest and achieve peace, love, and profit in their lives and business. Joining us once again from my personal reality out of Ontario, Canada, welcome to the show, Coach Dean Brown. All right, it's time to hit it. Round two, round two, round two, round two, round two for today. SHIT, so happy it's Thursday. Dean, welcome back. Dude, you got a lot going on already. I mean, before the show, you were already telling me things have changed since the last time you've been on the show. What's going on, man? Brother, things are just happening. I love it. The business bros are in the right place for me right now tonight because we are about to launch myself and two other coaches something called breaking through the screens. We're going to be teaching families how to disconnect from that disconnect that is the social media device from between parents and kids. We're going to be in that place where we're going to teach parents what it really takes to understand those gaming kids, those social media kids, and why they're stuck in their devices even when they're at the dinner table and get them to the place where they're reconnecting with their proper family units. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to dig into this one. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to be on the other side here, okay? Yeah. So let's do this. Um, I, I just kind of get the idea, the impression that we're not having a situation in the future where there's going to be less screens. In fact, 
I believe we're going to be in a situation where we're having more screens, where, you know, education is done behind a screen. Travel is going to be done behind a screen or behind virtual reality stuff. The world is heading in that direction. So why are you trying to push and go back instead of moving forward? Well, my brother, it's not about going back. It is about moving forward. It's about understanding what that disconnect is and not removing it understanding it and enhancing it so we're not trying to punish the kids we're not trying to take away the devices we're not trying to um say hey no that device is no good we're trying to be one with the device understand what their love language is with that device is it a social media thing is it a game thing are they truly addicted to it what is the challenge and what the three of us coaches are going to be doing is i'm going to be talking mindset the do's and don'ts about how to handle that and the other coach is going to be talking. He's a guy that has actually developed a role-playing game method to his coaching. And he helps parents understand rather than punish their kids when it comes to their focus on the device. The third coach is going to be talking about nutrition and health. And he's going to be engaging the children to be involved in the menu choice, the grocery collection, the, the recipe preparation, and having fun at the dinner table to make it up. Nice round three uh, person circumstance where we cover all the basics and get a, a new age forward thinking approach to what the devices really mean. Because you were bang on when you said everything's going to go virtual, there's going to be so much more. How in the world are we going to stop that? We're not. We're going to embrace it. Ooh, all right. I like this because now my my ten year old son, my eleven, I think he's eleven now. Actually, my eleven year old son is going to come in and say, "Yes, Dad, that's exactly what I want. I want you to team up with me against Mom so that I can stay on the internet longer, so that I can play Minecraft a little longer." That's exactly, Dean. You're exact. You're doing exactly what I want you to do. Help me elaborate here. Is that exactly what's going on here? Are we just trying to take all these Gen Xers, all these, bo these boomers and say, look, you're in the past. Like, that's the way it was done. The future's a little bit different. You need to come on my ship. You need to get on my bandwagon. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Essentially. Now, we're not trying to put mom and dad against each other. We're, we're trying to make everybody into a team. We're trying to get an understanding from all parties involved. Age levels have a different approach. You say your son just turned 11 and he's all about Minecraft. You're going to have, uh, there's a lot of different circumstances where the kids are actually learning. Uh, the coach that is talking about the screen specifically and that particular connection, his daughter learned English on YouTube. So it's, it's a powerful, powerful tool, but we don't want to make it an obstacle to the mm -hmm. family unit. So we're not talking about setting people against each other. We're talking about harmonizing everybody. It comes down to education, right? And yeah. the thing about technology, and and I deal with it here in my own household, right? Whether it's my, you know, my in-laws are, are staying with us now, and um, something as simple as how do I turn on, you know, Netflix on that TV? You know, I, for me, I grab my phone, I, I go on, you know, Disney Plus, whatever, I figure out what I want, and then I just cast it on the TV and call it a day, right? I mean, for me, it becomes second nature. The second part of that is if I don't know how to do something, I pick up my phone or I go to YouTube or Google or whatever, and I research and I figure out how to do that. Except a lot of the generations before me, they don't seem to have have a, a comfort level with that type of seeking education, that type of seeking knowledge. It was like, if I don't know something, I'm going to go find it by asking somebody versus this newer generation. If I don't know something, I'm going to find it by asking Google. Well, you know, how, how do I 
mesh those two? How are how are we going to, I mean, how are you going to get them together? Because right now they're just butting heads. You're getting them together, just not the way you actually want. So an interesting question, my friend, and thank you for posing that because what we've experienced for the last year and a half, we all know what that crap's been all about. And we know that people have been in a place where microprocessor sales have gone crazy for device. Get those devices out there. Every family has more devices now than they've ever had. And the, you're right about that that generational gap between asking people or, or just going to the internet. The catch is that the people that you ask are now on the internet. So what you can do is now you can go in a Zoom call, on a Messenger call, on a Google Meet call, and say, hey, man, I can't figure this out. Screen share with me and help me figure it out. Mm. I mean, that's true. That's true. And, and we just spent a whole year of learning how to operate Zoom or learning how to operate Google Meets or, or you know, Microsoft Teams. They're all the same type of platform. Uh, and, it, it, you know, when when we have now that the world is kind of opening up and things are are becoming normal today i went to in and out which is awesome right i went to in and out and it was like fully open i got to go and pick up my own food i got to grab my soda and actually fill it up myself uh you know and people in there are are you know more normal less and less masks more and more normalcy uh but it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody agrees or believes or or is moving in that same direction I'm wondering if 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 things are going to go back to a quote unquote normal, how many people are going to stay on that path of using technology? How much of that generation that wasn't that didn't grow up with it? You know, we we grew up playing outside till the lights came on. This is how we were raised, and now we've experienced yet a year of testing this technology. But now that it's back to normal, maybe I go back. Maybe I, I, I regress here and I, I'm like, you know what? You don't actually need that. You already had it for a year. Let's take it away. How do we get past that? Well, you know, my friend, when you say back to normal, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. There ain't no such thing as back to normal, bro. It's dead and gone, <laughs> man. Normal does not exist anymore. At least there's a new normal. That old normal is gone. It's history, brother. And if you want to go back to that, you're choosing to make it difficult for yourself and all the people that love you because it is gone. All right. Well, let me ask you, uh, you're putting together this, uh, this coach it's coaching, right? I mean, it's going to be a yep. presentation, a workshop, I'm assuming. So, Five day challenge, brother. Five tell, day tell, challenge. Me, tell me about the details of that. So on the first day, we're going to be getting together with the families as three coaches. And we're just going to be introducing each other and saying, Hey, you're in a great place. And of course, part of the beautiful thing about having a family unit do this sort of thing, is that we want to have them choose a team name. So mm. that's going to be their first homework on the first night. And then we actually are still working out the details. Who's going to do what on the second night, the third night, and the fourth night? And then we're going to call together everybody on the fifth day. And there's going to be prizes. There's going to be like go live and talk about what you just learned on that day. And that's going to be part of the, uh, the involvement, the participation, if you remember that one from, from uh, up in Canada. And be in that place where we're actually inspiring and motivating the family unit to pick a name, to pick a, a common uh, focus, to pick a common practice. And at the end of the day, at the end of the, each day, we're going to have the family unit go on alive and let the kids talk about what they what they learned and what they liked. And then, you know, the kids have a short attention span and they want to get back on their devices. Let them, let them go. And we'll let the, have the parents talk after that. And that's part of the integration. That's part of the uh, synergy of what we're going to be teaching. Embrace it. Learn to live with it. Learn to love what is there 
and forget what doesn't work. All right, I'm gonna hey, uh, a tan, a tan, a tan. All right, what kind of pushback are you getting? I, I'm I'm standing here from a parent's point of view, from a teacher's point of view, and I can almost tell you right now off the top of my head. This does not sound fun to an 11-year-old. This does not sound fun to a 15-year-old. You're forcing me to go do something. I don't want to do that, Dad. And they're going to show up, and they're going to have that, like, you know, adolescent, teenage attitude. Uh, that's one thing that I foresee already in your near future. What other hiccups are you are you uh, foreseeing in your future, and how are you guys going to overcome them? So, my brother, that that is one of those thoughts that we had. What about those kids that simply don't want to be involved? Well, that's okay. Don't force them because if they don't want to be involved, they're not going to participate. But the catch is the parents are going to learn what to do to change that. And at the end of that five-day challenge, what was once an obstacle will no longer be an obstacle because even if the children don't choose to be involved, they're going to be in that place where they understand, wait a second, mom and dad are trying to figure it out. They're not walking in the room with that battle mode look like, I'm going to get them off that device. You're done on that game. Parents are going to understand that, wait a second, you can't do that on certain games. Certain games take us a level to, to finish. You, you, you can't put like five minutes, you're done. It doesn't work. And this is the part that causes the stress. And this is the, the stress that causes the disconnect. And when we're in that place of learning that we're doing it on purpose without realizing that we're doing the wrong thing on purpose, we're going to come to a place where there's more synergy, more harmony, and more understanding that will actually eliminate that obstacle. Oh man, Un understanding is, is vitally important. Today I saw a TikTok and the camera guy walks up and he and he goes into the living room and on the floor he sees all these open Xbox uh, game uh, cartridges, right? They're all just sitting on the floor and he's like, what the heck's going on? And he's screaming. He goes outside in the backyard and dad is sitting on one of those uh, John Deere lawnmowers, right? And in front of him is a pile of video games and the son is standing here on the side and he's like, dad, what are you doing? He's like, I want you to go out and get a job. You need to start doing your future. Stop playing video games. And the kid's on the other side like, I love it. I'm really good at it this is gonna be my future and they're like you know there's a little face off right there that ends up happening and then all of a sudden dad's fed up because kids arguing hits drive and goes right over those video games destroys them and the kid is and i'm saying a kid but this kid looks i mean full facial hair so this kid's got to be 19 20 years old yeah. i mean it's not like yeah. he's a little kid anymore and he pulls exactly the same type of of response that my 11-year-old would screams ah, and then starts crying and bawling and yelling and it's like he can't handle that stuff. That is a, a typical experience of I mean, maybe not typical, right? When dad's not going to go and run over all those games. But that that bumping heads, that thing is what you're trying to avoid here, right? I mean, explain to me what kind of dynamic does that have in a household if that's the extreme that a parent has to go to to pull them from something they love to do. So it's amazing that you would ask me that question. Beautiful question, brother, because the coach that is going to be dealing with that used to be addicted to video games himself. And he understands the mindset from the gamer's perspective as well as from the parent's perspective. And he knows how to integrate that understanding. Now, when you have an adult, like you said, hair on the face and all that stuff, and, and, and that's all the kid does, understanding still plays a part. The parent is frustrated, but they're frustrated because they've been doing the wrong thing over and over and over again. Mm. They haven't been practicing that understanding. They've been trying to push and institute 
a change that the kid isn't respecting because they're not talking the same language. And this is part of the tech, the teaching, the, the coaching, the um, transformation, the paradigm shift into that new age where, wait a second, we're not supposed to be trying to change those other people to be different. And when I say other people, I mean kids. Are, we're supposed to cultivate them, not dictate to them. And that is where that comes from. So this it resonates with a lot of parents because a lot of parents feel that way. And when you have a, an adult that won't do anything with respect to being an adult, all they want to do is play video games, then maybe you find a way to do something about that from an understanding perspective. There's lots of different uh, dynamics involved here. So for me to be specific about that, I, I'd just be putting my head in the ring. We, we got to understand the individuals involved and be able to help with them specifically. That's just why after this, we're going to give people that are saying in a place where this isn't working right now because it's the dynamics are too strong or the obstacles are too big. This is why we have an ongoing program afterwards. If, um, if, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's it has to do with one person at least in this relationship or in this family that decides to be a little more submissive, a little more giving, a little more empathetic. They got to be able to kind of step down and say, look, um, I have this opinion. I have this idea of what I believe you should be doing. But even though that's what I believe for this relationship to be successful, I got to get down off my soapbox a little bit. And, and really understand how you're feeling and why you're feeling this way. And for me, that example, for you know, right now, I'm trying to get my hands on an Xbox Series X. I've been trying for quite some time, but they keep being sold out everywhere I look, right? And when and I came from an Xbox gaming type thing, right? When I was in my early 20s, I spent a lot of time doing nothing but partying and playing Halo. Like that was a that was a good chunk of my early 20s. Uh, and, and so I know what it's like to game. And now that my son's a little bit older, my daughter's you know my daughter's 12 as well. She's she's into some games. She likes the first person shooters. I'm looking forward to being able to sit down and spending some time, quality time, bonding with them, playing video games, right? But I'm I'm unique in the sense that I like playing video games. There's a lot of people who don't. What do you say to that parent who is not a gamer but is willing to kind of step off their soapbox and become a little empathetic and try to gain that understanding? Perfect example, my friend. You're giving the opportunity or talking about the opportunity where that parent is compromising and they are going to be in a place where they're going to say to their kid, wait a second. I'm not going to force on you my opinion. I'm going to seek out what your opinion is. Teach me about your game. Let me understand what you're doing, why you like it so much. What What is the structure of this? What is the discipline of this? How can we go uh, and be in the place that makes a difference for the world and for our children and for our family relationship? Now, I see the comment up there from Adrian, and it's interesting because he almost came on this guy's uh, uh, coaching name. It's called Gamepathy. And if you were to be in that place where you would understand what this is all about, FTW is the attitude that is forcing failure. If you're if you're feeling that way, uh, actually, you know, I think he said FTW. Is, I think it stands for for the win. Empathy for, for the, the win. win. Ah, I see. There you go. There's the old school right there. Acronyms, man. Right here, you got me winning. You can be watching TikToks. Well, he also for said this. For the win. So, I, I like it. 
Adrian also like, says my parents would never talk to me like that. It's a cultural barrier. Yeah. And, uh, and and you know what? I agree. You know, my my parents didn't play video games with us. I mean, my dad, if, if you ask my dad what video game he plays, he's going to play Miss Pac-Man like hands down for hours on end. And like, that's it. Right. And don't get me wrong. Miss Pac-Man's awesome. Uh, but he would take us to the arcade. Right. He, he did sit and, you know, watch us play video games for a while. Then he'd go outside. You know, he still was able to connect that way, but not necessarily necessarily in the same way uh you know i i know being around filipino families being around mexican families uh, especially at, at my age that first generation didn't have that kind of connection uh you know they, they came from a, an era of you know our music's wicked and bad and now we're in an era where you know i have access to more music than i can imagine it doesn't even really matter what it is <laughs> I have access to all kinds of pivot. I have access to all kinds of video games. I have all, and, 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 and in that space, in the video game space itself, what one parent might see as that's a great game. You should continue playing. Another might see that's ultimate violence. Why the hell are you letting your kids do that? How, how do we kind of level that playing field? If, if we're looking at that cultural barrier, that parent that is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very religious. I, I go to church all the time. There's blood, there's fighting, there's shooting. I don't accept that as part of my paradigm. So you've mentioned something that's very fundamental to the three of us coaches gathering together. You'll notice that I effed up on the FTW by thinking that it was that old school, the world, right? That's the world. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, this younger person says it's for the win. And I agree, for the win, empathy for the win. And he also mentioned that his parents would never talk to him like that. That is what this challenge is all about to teach those because hey we're going to get out to the world and we're going to say there's a problem that we can help you with and the other side of it is that i'm the old school guy the other two coaches are younger than me by a long shot and that is part of the reason we've gone we've got that cultural diversity in in the coaching group as well as we have that understanding that if you want to change something you got to start with yourself and in that place, if there are people out there that are not willing to change, then they're going to have to live with that choice. And, and this is one of those things. We can not we can take a horse to water, but we can't make a drink. There's an old school saying right there. But the problem doesn't change if you don't choose to change to get rid of the problem. All right, most of our audience is uh, entrepreneurial based. And I know today's episode, we've been talking a lot about parenting and kids. But the idea of what we're doing here, the the same concept that you're talking about, I notice is very, very similar to uh, the, the way an entrepreneur deals with his employees and the way they treat the people that, that work for them. Uh, right now, I'm finishing up an advertising certification course with Billy Gina's Marketing, right? Oh, nice. And one of the cool things that he does with his, uh, with his staff once a year he takes them all to Disneyland. His entire team, they go to Disneyland and they do the whole VIP thing. So get Sprinter buses and, you know, champagne and breakfast. They show up, they get that Disney, uh, that Disney chaperone that comes and helps them walk through all the lines and go to the front and do all kinds of cool stuff, right? It's an experience that those employees will never forget, an experience that they probably would never have done themselves. And the idea behind it is one, he likes to do cool stuff like that. But two, he realizes that if I treat my employees really, really well, they're going to treat my customers really, really well, right? That's a different level of being a boss versus you work for me, you clock in at this time, you're supposed to do X, Y, Z, and you clock out at this time. If you don't do that, I'm writing you up and you're done, right? Kind of help me make that correlation between that employer and the parent. 
you have mentioned something that is so fundamental and needs to change. And when we, a year and a half ago, when we were all sent home and many of us not let to go outside for a long, long time, we were put in a place where we were forced to face that for ourselves. We were forced to, we, we got to spend time looking in the mirror when we didn't want to. We got mm -hmm. time, we got to spend time looking at people that we didn't want to look at. We got to, uh, an opportunity to be forced into a place where we realized being forced into any place sucks and nobody <laughs> wants to do it, right? So why not learn the lesson? Take this, learn the paradigm shift. That's what we're teaching. We're teaching that is a dead approach to any sort of relationship. If there's not some harmony, if there's not some give and take, if there's not some empathy, as, as your listener mentioned earlier, for the win, then that company can just be well prepared to cease being a company because their their employees are not going to stick around. Their, their, the managers or the, the leaders are going to be in a place of high stress. They're going to burn out and they're going to have a massive turnover. That's the old school approach that doesn't work anymore. And the new business paradigm is exactly what you're talking about, Billy Jean. Billy Jean is a rock star. He understands. And this is the key factor to the new world. Remember at the beginning of the talk where you said the normal that we're going to go back to, it's dead, brother. And we all have to come to that realization. If I was to walk into my living room and it was pitch black um, and nighttime, there was no lights on. When I walk into a pitch dark room, I get a little scared because i don't know what's on the other side even though it's my living room as soon as i flip the lights on now there's my couch right there's my tv everything's cool but because i cannot see what's on the other side there sets in a little bit of fear and i'm wondering with with parents and and anybody who you're coaching to help make a change change is scary you don't know what the other side is going to be like it could be that you know i go down and i i become vulnerable and i get shit on for being vulnerable right but it could be that I open up and be and I'm vulnerable and it makes things better. How do you help coach people past that fear of change where they don't know? Help them turn on the light. You've brought up an interesting thing. Fear is something that is never going to stop being in society, but it's because of propaganda and because of our ego. If we can come to a place where we have proper connection with our spiritual side and, and, and empathy side and our emotions and understand what those are, we'll start to understand that that fear is not real. But even more so, when we want to grow past that fear, we need to understand that that's going to take a little bit of discomfort because there's no comfort in the growth zone and there's no growth in the comfort zone. So we have to come to that awareness and make the right choice. And of course, you mentioned that. How do we deal with that fear? First of all, we ask, is it true? And then we ask, is it really, really true? Because you're going to lie to yourself the first time, right? And then after you admit the truth, then you're going to say to yourself, well, how does that make me feel when I live by that thought or that feeling? And then you're going to realize that that sucks. And then you're going to ask yourself the flip question that really makes the change. How would I feel if I dropped that thought or feeling? Mm. And this, this is where we get into that place where we make the change through awareness and choice. I love that question. How would I feel? You know, the the other aspect to this is okay let's say we get the family unit let's say we get that employer with their team right you know just because you're appointed something right just because you're the mother just because you're the father just because you're the boss doesn't necessarily mean you're a good leader right uh, when you have that leadership capability just because you have the title doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's going to follow you into battle how can we how do you identify that 
person in the household, you know, could be, it could be, she wears the pants. It could be, he wears the pants. Right. And I don't want to say just pants. Cause sometimes it's, they wear skirts too. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Cause I know James, the producer is going to give me on that one. He's going to ding me on that one, but, <laughs> but you, you get what I'm saying here, right? Yeah. Somebody's got to be that leader to help, to help push forward so that look guys, we're doing this to better ourselves, to make this team move more efficiently, to get this ship to that destination that we want to go to. Um, when you're, when you're, when you're talking to this family unit, this family dynamic, do you need that leader to step up? Do you identify that leader and appoint them? How do you, how do you get that, uh, captain to show up? So what's going to happen is that captain's already going to be there. If you've got a family, it didn't happen overnight. You already know who the leader is. It's not a question of, do we appoint them? We already know who it is. But the question is, does that captain want to lead? for change or lead for tyranny? And that is the question we have to ask ourselves. Now, as far as the leader themselves go, I'm like them think that they're after this year and a half, they've had a chance to ask themselves that question. And if not, they need our help because in that place, there, there are gonna be circumstances, there are gonna be dynamics where the family unit can't work past that. And that's where the family unit's gonna fracture. That's where the dad's gonna stress out and wanna commit suicide, which is what happened to me. This is where the kids are gonna wanna run away from home which is, is also a potential thing to have happen. These are stresses and challenges of society that we are here to change. Can we guarantee there be a change? No. Can we guarantee that we're stepping up to help make the change? Yes. Now, in that place, people have to, I mean, there's lots of people out there that say, I've got a mess in my life, but I don't want any help. And that is a big challenge in life because, and then the worst case scenario is it's generally the man. The woman is the one that will ask for the help before the man will. And that's one of the reasons that I help dads and professional businessmen is because they're in that place where they're already busting it. They're already doing everything they can at 150% trying to make the difference, which is part of the reason why they're so intense about it. And this is part of the challenge. I teach people how to slow down to do more so they can drop that intensity and come up with a little bit of propensity and be a little bit more light in life and have more fun. All right, Dean, before we head out, this sounds very interesting. It's, it's something that, you know, family units or even maybe entrepreneurs with a few uh, um, staff members can really benefit from. How can they get a hold of you if they want to find out more information about this? They would go to uh, my Facebook page. I'm going to be putting lots of posts about that on my Facebook page. And we also are going to be opening up our, our uh, Facebook group, Breakthrough the Screens. And that is going to be a release in the next little while. But in the meantime, if you want to reach out to me specifically, go to my link tree. It's actually in the link tree for that challenge. And you can reach out to me at Coach Dean at mypersonalreality.ca. And of course, everybody loves the link. So by all means, go to the link tree because everything's there anyways. All right. I'm going to ask you a favor, Dean. Two things. One. Uh, when you complete your first session, you're going to need testimonials so that you can continue to grow this thing. That's what we do. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in business and you already have customers that are happy with the things that you're doing, you need to make sure that you record that. Turn it into a video testimonial. Why? Because nobody believes that you do a good job unless somebody else who's already done it is telling them that you do a good job. So make sure you guys get your video testimonials. Go to www.businessbros.biz, hit that video testimonial button and get your video testimonials done. So before we leave, how does that work? By the way, Dean, uh, I'm gonna ask you to give me a testimonial for the podcast, man. Uh, you know, Do me a favor, let me know, how did we do on your second round of the Business Bros? 
the business bros are amazing. I love you guys. You have an a, amazing energy, an awesome dynamic. You ask questions that are really, really deep, and you want to know the truth. You want to know what is the truth about what I'm speaking about, what, what your guest is speaking about, as well as what your listeners are speaking about. And if you ask me, you guys are the top drawer team as far as podcasters go. Nobody could do better than you guys because you guys do it right. Ooh, look at Adrian's going to challenge me even more. Adrian says, Dean, how'd you hear about the business bros? Wow. So the challenge with that was that I was asked, actually, when I was starting my uh, promotional approach to my business, I looked for someone that would help me find podcasters and market me to them. Uh, that was a fellow by the name of Giliano Gonzalez from Australia. And he was an awesome guy. He helped me get onto this podcast and many others that have made a huge difference for my business. And that is how I found you guys. Nice. He's got more questions. Look at what are you going to who, who are you going to share this episode with? I am going to share this episode on my personal uh, profile, on my business page, in my personal. I have a couple of different groups that would uh, appreciate this. But more than anything, I'm going to share this episode in the five-day challenge group where they can see what I've been talking about and hear your very pertinent questions about what makes this challenge worthwhile for today's family. All right, Adrian, by the way, you're on fire, brother. All right, what's the difference between Hernan and other hosts you've watched? So let me tell you, Hernan, you're amazing, brother. Your, your, your energy, um, the way you have a question that has a bit of a story behind it so that there's actually some depth to the question is absolutely spectacular. I couldn't ask for a better host, and I have been on many, many podcasts. And there's some people that, that just don't know how to ask a question properly because they're asking from a list. They're, they've got a script. Okay, here's question number three. Okay, here's question number four. And it just it's so weak and it's so lame. And not everybody's like that. And many people understand that, okay, if I want to have a successful podcast, I can't do that. Hernan, you don't do that, man. You are empathetic to what I'm talking about. You are deeply listening to me. You're not trying to come up with another question. You're trying to understand what I'm saying and have a natural curiosity about how it works. Oh, Dean, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. All right. Well, this episode, uh, we, you know, it is called the Business Bros, right? So James dropped the fire heat for sure. Uh, and then my additional co-host, Adrian, this uh, in this episode says, I enjoyed learning about all your guests, or not, especially Dean. He had a, He's a great guest. Adrian. Bugatti, you the best, man. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys learned as much as I did on today's episode. Make sure you guys go check out all of Dean's stuff. You can go to, uh, he's got two, he's got a link tree scrolling down the bottom, or you can go to mypersonalreality.ca to find out more. Enjoy the rest of your SHIT, ladies and gentlemen. So happy it's Thursday. We'll see you again manana. Peace, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csburst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.